Cameo Radio. Welcome to this episode of New Renaissance on Cameo Radio. I'm here with Danny Honeywine. Hi. And what do you think, Danny? This is definitely a New Renaissance episode. It's been quite the morning getting to this episode. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. But today's episode traps, attacks, and time mobs. Oh, and more. Oh, and more. Because you can't not deal with it. Well, if you're going to... take steps in your life to look beyond the veil or if you're going to accept that calling the calling the call to action you're going to accept the call to do that there's a lot there's really to to look out for yeah and that was all in episode 18 Mm -hmm. peering through the veil we talked about the processes of awakening in this episode We go into some of the traps, Mm -hmm. attacks, rabbit holes, the allies, and the things that take you away from your path in life and the things that help you find your path. Mm -hmm. And why we have to get into this stuff is because if we just talk about awakening, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's meaningless. Getting woke. Getting woke. Get wake, woke. Wake up. And like people want to go around and like, I got to wake my friend. Like it's all meaningless because it's to the individual. Well, yeah. What are you trying to do? Change people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, change people? These are these are like the battles within. Mm-hmm. Right? That was a good coffee shop talk episode too. Yeah. Oh, man. So the traps of peering through the veil. Because when you, when you peer into something, right, you've got to go into it inevitably. Yeah. It's like the imaginative. It's imaginative, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like from from the ether, from your imagination, from this other world. It's from somewhere else. Well, pretty much. Yeah. The, the blue sky. The blue sky thinking. Right? Mm-hmm. So we've got to look into attacks, time mobs, the rabbit holes, the escapism, the cognitive dissonance that can mess this whole thing up for people. Yeah. Because these are these are the... Traps, attacks, and time mobs. Yeah. They come to get us. I really like the concept of time mobs. Yeah. You know. I mean, but so the the point of these things, though, is these are things that will stop you from bringing it back and embodying it in the world and then doing it. So if you have a great idea or even something small, like a, say it was like a business idea. Like really any idea. Like really anything. Something out of the blue sky. Yeah, anything. What are the things that that would stop you? From then being able to bring that here and do that in the real world. Right. And I think that's what we're talking about today. Really? So what are the things that will keep you from actually embodying that reality? That reality that you see that you've maybe peered beyond the veil. Maybe it's just a simple idea. It could be anything. But really, I think in this time um, and the age that we're living the ability for people to have massive revelations is like, it's right there. If you want oh, it's it, huge. if you want it, you just have to do it. It's absolutely huge. Yeah. And it happens all the time. And then what do you do with that? You know, do you fall into these traps that we're going to talk about or do you actually bring it back and make good works in the world? That's right. You've got to make good works. And like you said, what a journey getting to this this morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
And there's there's some stories in there because as far as anybody's concerned, you know, we're voices on a radio show podcast. You know, yeah. maybe we've got it all together. We're still people. We're just people. And we're actually going through the journey of this stuff. Yeah. When we talk about peering through the veil in episode 18, it's because that's something that went on in life. Yes. These are not fantasyful notions. These mm-hmm. are real events that have taught us. And so when we start talking about traps, attacks, and time mobs, <laughs> like Danny, we have to be careful what we talk about, yeah. eh? Because yeah. it happens. It happens. Yeah. It does. So we we end up with some rabbit holes. And uh, so what's a time mob? Let's talk a little bit about some of these things that yeah, you're yeah. opening with. I think so, we start, start at the beginning with attacks. And that's typically how it starts. It's very simple. You start, you, you see some possibility and some new beginning or some anything brilliant from stroke of brilliance like a vision yeah right a great vision for a business a great vision an idea anything oh yeah concept for life something to work towards but in this context of the world that we're living in now typically it's it's like really big and it's revelation for the world that's what a lot of people are are going through people are at a global level right we're all going to this global level so when you have that and then you start embodying it in your life Mm mm-hmm the very first thing that happens. Well, you deal with that battle within. But is the attack. You get attacked too. Yeah. Your friends can attack you. You can you can deal with all kinds of pitfalls, right? Social pressures, mm-hmm. all these sorts of things. And you can literally find out that the attacks come in on levels that don't make any sense. Yeah, and this one took me a little while to figure out this whole concept of like, I would be like, attacks. I'm like, I don't understand. And then it happened to me. Mm. And I and I realized what it how it worked more so that I was like it actually kind of was it felt like an attack. So it's more like it feels like an attack because you're like, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just living my full embodied life in who I am Mm -hmm. consciously and I'm being attacked. Right. You feel like you're being attacked and it it pops up and some people chalk it up as like murphy's law right right why do these things keep going wrong and it's like the world's pushing against you and it can come back through friends Mm -hmm. it can come back through circumstance it can be a total stranger it can be somebody who pops up and says just the wrong thing at the wrong time it could throw you right off your game and we'll get into some of the methods of working with that Mm -hmm. as we go into the episode a bit but those attacks you're right. They feel like an attack. And that's why we've labeled it a t- an attack. An it's attack. not actually, you're not actually being, it's an internal well, feel attack. You're like, whoa, I'm just doing what I have, some what of it, has been revealed to me. This has been revealed to me and I'm doing this. Some of it can be attacks. Like yeah. I literally had rifles pointed at me. Oh yeah. That's the physical manifestation. That's the physical manifestation because yeah. I was dealing with the bureaucracy and complaining about a corrupt judge and yes. all this sort of stuff. Yes. And they literally, well, long story short, I've been exonerated. Yeah, I did nothing. Wrong. I think it, I think, and it is more common for men to to get the physical physical attack. attack. More common, like for, for women. women, to feel the emotional yes. attack. And both the are closest very valid. people to me, you know, are attacking me. Absolutely. So, and and sometimes that can. So let's go into the other one. Time mobs. Mm-hmm. Well, it leads to that. It can. It can. It so can you're being. Time mob. A, so I got time mobbed for a year. Exactly. Well, because you're. You're feeling this attack or you're being physically attacked. And so mm-hmm. you go in to that to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And where do you end up? 
in a time mob, typically. Time mob. It can lead a rabbit hole. It can be a time mob. I think even I think even even more than that. Literally, the bureaucracy could be a time mob. Oh, waiting on hold, waiting for stuff, waiting for stuff. Oh, remember we both dealt with the ombudsman. Oh, we've both dealt with the right. BC ombudsman's office. Ombudsman. Yeah. yeah, and so one of the things is they get you ombudsperson. Actually, person. sorry, uh, it's ombudsperson. I think now. they now identify as yellow seedless bell pepper. I'm oh, not sure. Oh my, I would love to contact BC's yellow seedless bell pepper complaints office. Right. Is it a he, she, him, her? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But so these things can turn into time mobs because it's like, whoa, this is actually detracting from the from the substance of mm-hmm. the issue. Why do you end up at the ombudsman in the first place? Because something went wrong. There was an administrative fairness issue somewhere. You, you saw something happening, typically. Yeah, it's not Typically, right. you see something happening. You say, oh, I see this happening. I, and it matters in my heart. I'm going to pursue this issue. Right. Because I'm going to stand up for the right thing. For the right thing. You get attacked a bit. Maybe there's some like blowback. I had this pressure. blowback from the press once. Mm-hmm. And it tried. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Somebody's like, you want to spend your time doing that? You're on your own. Yeah. I'm like, man, that feels like an attack. Yeah. It doesn't feel supportive. So I ended up at the ombuds person's office dealing mm-hmm. with that. And that was a time mob. It was nine months. Yeah. It takes nine months. And at the end of it, they might issue a recommendation mm-hmm. To some other body and there's no discipline and the same problems just keep persisting. Yeah. So those turn into time mobs because it's like, where are you going to put your energy? Yeah, exactly. And when you put your energy into something that's a dead end, mm-hmm. well, that was a time mob. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you want to stay away from time mobs. You want to stay away from rabbit holes. Rabbit holes, I think, are a great one. They turn into like, I'm going to chase something. Yes. And it's bottomless. Yeah. That's another form of a time mob, but there's a lot of education that happens along the way in any experience. You know, I think that's one good thing to say. Time mobs or yeah. how else do we learn about this stuff? Well, right? I think typically what will like typically what will happen is like on some process or whatever you're dealing with, it's like it's like, okay, well, like now I've been attacked, I've gone through this time mob, and, and you're and you're just kind of going like what is going on? And so you mm. dig into it. And that's the rabbit right? hole. Right? And you dig and you've got to dig and you're like, I got to get to the bottom of yeah, this. what's really going on here? Get to the bottom and you dig yeah. up and then you're like, holy, look at all this, what I'm digging up. Yeah, and that's fascinating stuff. And then all of a sudden you're like, is there a bottom I'm here? I'm pretty I, sure I that, think I hit a wall. I think I, I think I'm at the bottom of this. Yeah. Like, okay. And then the, I think the trap in this one is like, I don't think it's wrong to go down a rabbit hole, no, but no, the trap is to be fine. like, all right, I'm at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. You got to get out of there now. Yeah. You got to dig your way out of it sometimes. Cause I think, well, I've experienced this with some, some people I thought were allies. They go down a rabbit hole and then they're like, Hey, Hey, come in here with like, me. Pull other people come in, in here with me. Get and, I'm time like, and I'm like, okay, well, what did you learn while you were down there? Just tell me. And they're like, no, you got to get in here in the bot. And I'm like, I don't need to go down your, that's your rabbit hole mm-hmm. to go into. And I'm happy that you went down there and I'm glad you reached the bottom. Could you, hello, could you please, do you want a rope? Could you tell me so that you could come up and tell me what you yeah, learned? Can you throw me a lifeline here? Like, <laughs> and I think that's something you mentioned earlier too, that when you go on these heroes journeys, mm-hmm. That really you want to come back you want, to, you want come to bring back. something back with you. So yes. you don't want to get stuck at the bottom of a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be endlessly time mobbed Mm-mm. because then people are like, hey, haven't seen you in like 15 freaking years. Right? Where you been? Yeah. And a lot of people don't accomplish anything in their life mm-hmm. because they're too busy spinning in a circle. Mm-hmm. Right? The hamster wheel. Yeah. That's 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 another big I mean, part that's of That's why it. we're even having this episode. Right. And a lot of people, so they peer through the veil, they get a little glimpse, they know something's right. Mm-hmm. So they push against some injustice in the world or they try to do something 
They get attacked for it. They get time mobbed about it. There's all this red tape, bureaucratic BS, all Mm. this sort of stuff. And often it will lead people to feeling so discouraged that instead of continuing to try to address the real issue that led them on the first thing, they start to practice an escapism. Mm -hmm. And the escapism can come in many forms. There's all kinds of coping mechanisms. Uh, Some people fall into addiction, substance abuse, alcohol. That's a big one, yeah. Huge one. Uh, Some people... Uh, like cutters, right? There's all kinds of outlets. Mm-hmm. Some people get addicted to anything that they can get their hands anything on. Anything that you can name that could be addictive. I mean, that could yeah. be. And it absolutely pulls them into something, right? So mm-hmm. like some people get really concerned about their addictions. Mm-hmm. And then that turns into a time mob itself. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Like, um, I'm like, have a, have a drink. Mm-hmm. You know, have a smoke. Do whatever you need to do. Don't let those things go into excess because those themselves turn into rabbit holes, time mobs. You're attacking your own body. Well, you've escaped. Yeah, you're it now using. It turns into out of control. You're a user, yeah, right? Using it. You're, there's escapism. And then there's other things too. Like we'll get into that a bit more, but like spiritual bypassing and some of this yeah. can be spirit. That's another form of escapism. Yeah. Or just running the fight or flight mechanism. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to combat it. No, no, no. You have to meet it with a heartfelt, empathic interpretation, not combat or run Mm -hmm. and that really is the evolution Mm -hmm. i firmly believe i believe it 100 percent. seen it in my own life so heartfelt empathic interpretation of events instead of the like reactive nature Mm -hmm. to fight it or run from it yeah and that's very very difficult Mm -hmm. Um, so but i think that's part of getting into solutions right well yeah that's and that's the cognitive dissonance that i'm gonna oh which one are we gonna do <laughs> with both things being equally yeah. true are we but gonna opposite. fight it or are we gonna fight it flight it or fight it fight it, flight or it or f- and it's like no no, no 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 we can't do that anymore no and the then, time has come and gone we are starting over we have to do this <laughs> oh it's so intense yeah on the a co- global level right and the cognitive dissonance i think one of the things that i've seen in there is that people will go off and glom onto a singular topic and say okay I'm just going to say that I'm a card-carrying liberal now right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Oh, I'm going to vote for Paul Polivier or whatever. Paul Polivier. I think Trump 2020 or Trump is evil. And the fact is none of you know Trump. Mm-hmm. None of you know Polivier. Mm-hmm. Polivier? I fucking have no idea. Whatever that actor is. Yeah. Nobody knows these people. Yeah. And some people, CNN, CTV, ABC, CBC... I don't like, I'm a Dodge guy. I don't like Ford, <laughs> right? It turns into this thing and it's like, hey, both are true. Yeah. They all have merit, Yeah, right? And so people become incredibly polarized in this. And yeah. I, I think that's, I mean, I don't know. I think like that, Jordan Peterson could probably well, pull this in. And but, I mean, but. my whole thing with the past couple years with the polarization is that I see that as a manifestation of the polarization mm-hmm. of the narrative. Oh, it is. And it happens right? in And people. we've talked about, we've kind of talked about that on previous episodes where it is literally two narratives. And so that's creating two narratives will polarize people, but it's, it's both. It's both. And it's none. They both have merits. Yeah. It's, right? it literally is more so both yeah. and none. Right. It's not just one or just the other. No. No. Black couldn't exist without white. Mm-hmm. It is in contrast that we find definition. Right. It's very, mm-hmm. very important. So, one of the things in that finding definition is you have to become the cartographer of your own life's uncharted territory, mm-hmm. which is like, nobody's going to teach you to do that. And we may always find a guru, you know, when the student is ready, the master will appear. Mm-hmm. But 
talked about some of that in, in the previous episode. But that is a very difficult one because it takes very keen observation. Mm-hmm. It takes some modality as well, some kind of a guidance system. People have to fundamentally be able to listen to that little voice in themselves. Yeah. And they have to be able to check that voice too and say, are you the right voice? Mm-hmm. Are you, and I, mean, I don't mean like actually hearing voices in your head, but mm-hmm. like your moral center, mm-hmm. your compass, your your point of bearing and reference. Mm-hmm. You know, We were talking about that earlier today and saying maybe that's your baseline to, that you come from. And I'm like, that's kind of like a clinician sets a baseline. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's a real thing that everybody's born with and then it, you, uh, it, it either carries on or it's like suppressed, but it's always quiet. It's always quiet. Cause I, yes. I, it's not loud. No, I mean, and, and literally in my life, I experienced a point where I had a, I had this loud voice that was like telling, you know, like it was like the narrative, right? It was mm-hmm. like in my head and it was just do it this way. Do this or do that's that. kind of the attack. That's yeah. The like, and it was battle. just in my head. And my dad always told me like, if you can in your life, try to listen to the little voice. Mm-hmm. And so then I, and I was always aware of like these two voices. And so if I had a thing in my head that was like doing this or whatever, I, I would be like, Oh, but like the little voice, like remember that, that it exists. And so even if I couldn't act on it in whatever situation I was, at least I knew it was existed and I was aware of it. And so like it was there, it existed. And then in certain times when I could act on it or when I could do something I did, mm-hmm. And then eventually that that narrative voice just went away. Right. You checked it. Oh, it just disappeared, yeah. yeah. Just over I guess you over overrode. with the work and that I had done and just becoming cognizant of that. It just went away all of a sudden. I was like, wait a minute. Well, good ideas don't require force. No, exactly. Yeah. And and if something's flimsy, it'll fall apart. I credit the the loud voice that I had very much I credit it to later education and university. Oh yes, the narrative. Like they you were say. very difficult, and it oh, just, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Oh, that's the thing, and those those things are very reinforcing. Mm-hmm. They they condition people to perpetuate those those institutions. Well, because it was unnatural. We actually had talked about that this morning. Like, if you were a, um, if you wanted to become an engineer, process engineer, oh, right. right? Yeah, I was going to get into engineering. Yeah, yeah, become a welder, and then what's the path after? Okay, so you've done the you've done the the work you kind of know what it is mm-hmm. actually want, worked in the do you field. want to continue to do the work do you want to do the design work or do you want to do the oversight work of all of that right mm-hmm. it's like very simple that's a very simple model if humanity had that would go a long ways right in but society. instead people would get into engineering yes from a pure kind of academic base yeah. and they would produce stuff that we'd get in the field and we go you can't literally can't even build this exactly so we'd re-engineer it we'd tell them afterwards and they'd come and be like, oh, wow, this is brilliant. Yeah. But if I had taken that level of understanding and then gotten in as, you know, a junior or something in a in a firm, they're like, well, you're not a partner. You don't get a say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, but I'm the guy that used to change your engineer drawings into a spool sheet. And we'd actually build it and it would actually work. Mm-hmm. So whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm then I have to deal with that. And that's the same reason why we see big, huge things that are run in the government that fail all the time. They don't work. Because these people come out of university, they have no practical experience. And there's no heart, because there's no heart's path in it. It's like... And there's no heart's It's path. like, why would you... Why would you go and do a thing? It's like, well, because I feel compelled to go and do that. Why would you become a welder? Like, mm-hmm. well, I feel compelled to become a welder because I think I might want to be an engineer. Right. Like, that's like actually like a... a, a that's a good a question. natural, logical procession mm-hmm. into that yeah well it was leading in that direction mm-hmm. you know and right. i didn't end up if you follow welding all the way through uh, at the time anyway you become a mechanical engineer yeah exactly 
And yeah. I'm, I'm like, that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that's not bad. And yeah. I, I ended up doing architectural mechanical drafting and design. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah. well, I didn't end up too far off. No, but, but I certainly. But our institutions are not set up that way. No, and so I ended up in the institutional path mm-hmm. where I ended up in a university being trained in whatever mm-hmm. I was being trained. I don't even know what I was being trained in. What were they training you to right? do? It's like yeah. natural resource conservation. And then what was the end of that? Well, I did tree planting, and then I ended up in the government, and it was like, okay, but this isn't functional. Right. This you find isn't. Those this isn't. Things. This isn't oversight. This isn't. There isn't any. It doesn't actually work. Anything in here, and so I ended up leaving because right. I was causing more harm. I felt like I was causing more harm being in there than being out of there. So I just, I just left. Wow. Yeah. Right. So I have like very. I have more of the like institutionalized path. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I went the other way. I was more into the trades. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fascinating, and and that that's turning those clues into confirmations. And, and if we can learn from those things, we avoid the pitfalls and we can we can get around the second guessing. Because mm-hmm. what, what was the thing I was saying this morning too? I was like, I could just go back and get a job. I could go and start another company. Mm-hmm. But every time I do that in Canada, it gets sacked. Right. It's like, yeah, it's just... like the system set up to fail us. And so every time we keep trying to use a system that fails us, we're failing ourselves. Mm-hmm. So people get on these journeys, they peer through the veil, they start to learn these things, they move forward and they encounter these pitfalls and these traps, right? So we have to learn from that and we have to mind it, right? Mm -hmm. We have to look at these clues and we can't, um, you know, some of those journeys are more internal Mm -hmm. and we can't start spiritually bypassing stuff and get into escapism, you know, I'm just going to feel good. I'm just going to do the thing that makes me feel good. And they're going to put the blinders on and people start ignoring stuff. They turn their backs on their friends and family. They seem like they're fine. Mm -hmm. And people who are a little more fringy kind of go to them and they're like, hey, check it out. Like, I love you. Like, check out this thing that I'm working on. And and those people, they've got their blinders on. It challenges their worldview. They say, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. And they bypass it, right? And so that spiritual bypassing or that escapism or those blinders. Well, and and really... I mean, I I have a lot of compassion when I see that, and I and I do, I do I, and you I see to. and I see people going through it a lot, mm. and I'm always like, I'm here for you when you're ready to come down from there, because mm-hmm. there's something to bring back, and it's really great, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for you to bring it back, but I really hope you come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Well, and a lot of times those yeah. people who do that end up being each other's jailers. Right. They seem like yeah, they've achieved a higher spot somehow. But they're kind of stuck they, there. They feel like it or they something. feel like it. They act like yeah. it. But, but they actually perpetuate some of the issues. Mm-hmm. They, they, they can perpetuate those pitfalls. And, uh, and they can process a lot of frivolity. I think that's a big thing currently in – I sort of want – like if I see like women's – just like what's happening in like with women generally right now. There's a lot of that. Hmm. And I kind of relate to it because I'm like, well, there's – the world is really – if you actually look at it, it's like very scary. Like what is actually happening? Oh, like we're did, talking about genetic engineering of humans. Oh, child trafficking and, and, Davos, and like Davos forums. And just the corporatization war. and the conglomeration of everything. It's like, that's pretty scary. Yeah. The attack on the food chain. So I can kind of see how global like, insurrections, why that is happening. And it kind of like makes sense. But I'm also like, Hey, wake what are, up. What are we, what are we, what I'm not really sure. Right. I just, I see a lot of it. Like it's easy to shrink from that. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's where we start escapism. Comes like if in. I could just make a lot of money or if I could just manifest a lot of money or if I could, um, um, if I could just do this, do this thing, mm. 
turn on hamster wheel. Yeah, it's like not. Right. And that's what I mean about the frivolity. Yeah. The frivolity. Oh, yeah, I had a woman. This is a good story. Mm. The, uh, I was uh, picking up something. Or dropping, I was dropping something off and I was behind a lady in a store and she was picking up a newspaper and she wanted the flyers. Oh, right. She didn't want the newspaper. She wanted the, uh, like the piece of the newspaper that's just filled with junk papers. Mm-hmm. She really wanted it. She was really trying she to figure it She liked that. And I, I said, I was like, oh, I, I might have something that you might enjoy reading. Right. The Village Voice Gazette. I was going to grab her the Village the Voice Village Gazette. Voice. And, yeah. and then she said to me, no, 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 it's just, it's just mind fodder, honey. She said, oh, honey, it's just mind fodder. Right. And I thought, how odd. I've never heard this term mind fodder, but fodder, fodder is like fallout from like nuclear war. I was like, oh wow, that's for the brain? Yeah, fodder. Like for the brain? Cannon for the fodder. Mind? I couldn't figure it out. I was like, oh, just I, fodder. Just shrapnel. I, don't, I don't want mind fodder. Thank you. Shrapnel, <laughs> debris, right? Just oh, the, the frivolity. The frivolity. So yeah. she was on a frivol, frivolity path mm-hmm. to try to get around it too. Like I'm going to distract myself. Yeah. I'm going to play some Tetris. Meanwhile, the, she was probably 80 and i like i would like to sit down with you and have coffee and talk about your life yeah she probably got great stories great stories and i just thought right. i just she's it, valuable more valuable than she gives herself credit for probably so and she's undermining her entire yeah. life's process yeah. yeah and like where's the spaces for that right so like who right. who is going to i could i mean i can see it but i'm like do i have currently the capacity to see that vision of like where's the space to have these people mm-hmm. gathered Wow. Telling stories. I don't and, know. and that's the thing. People have to trust in the process, mm-hmm. right? That, and, and, and get away from the frivolity and trust that they see something for a reason. They have to keep moving forward. Don't fall into the pitfalls. Mm-hmm. Don't become a victim to menticide, mm-hmm. right? Don't have your mind destroyed so you're just looking for cannon fodder. Getting high, getting drunk, doing nothing all day, playing premium gaming on Facebook or some silly thing like that, right? So we have to defeat our own mind virus in that process. And uh, with that, there's the rules of wizardry. So these rules are something that I found, or found me in an odd way, mm-hmm. a long time ago. And I think that they've been pretty helpful, especially while I was beginning my journey through this stuff. Um, should I read them out real quick? Sure. There's, there's only five of them. Mm-hmm. The first one's pretty important. So... Given the proper motivation, almost anyone will believe almost anything. Most human beings are under the spell of social consciousness, which is mainly driven by fear and uncontrolled urges. Because of this, people believe lies because they are afraid it is true, or because they want to believe that it's true. Everyone's heads are full of knowledge, facts, and beliefs. Most of it is false, yet they think it all true. Most people only rarely tell the difference between a lie and the truth yet they are confident that they can, and so are all the easier to fool. Being afraid something is true is accepting the possibility. Accepting the possibility is the first step to believing. To defend against this first rule, I must always be vigilant knowing that I too am vulnerable and never arrogantly believe that I am immune. I must always be alert that I can fall prey. And that's to that social consciousness, Mm -hmm. fear and uncontrolled urges. Second rule of wizardry. The greatest harm can result from the best intentions. It sounds a paradox, but kindness and good intentions can be an insidious path to destruction. Sometimes doing what may seem right is wrong and can cause harm. 
And boy, isn't that true. Mm -hmm. Good intentions, being kind, can encourage the lazy and motivate sound minds to become indolent. The more help you give, the more help a person will need. As long as your kindness is open-ended, they never gain discipline, dignity, or self-reliance. To counter to this is knowledge, transformed into wisdom, forethought, and understanding of the first rule. Even then, it's not always enough. Violation of this rule can cause anything from discomfort to disaster to death. And think what might happen if we add magic. Magic's real. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we keep learning this. So, anyway, third rule. I like this one. Passion rules reason. Very, very simple. But if you're passionate and you have a belief structure behind something, it will rule and dominate your reason. And it's it's intense, and that's part of people's journey, right? They have a reason. Why phone the ombudsman? Mm-hmm. Well, passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Now you got a reason. Mm-hmm. So the fourth rule, there is magic in forgiveness. The ultimate aim in true magic is to create and heal. Mm-hmm. You're going to do something, do something good. Mm-hmm. Right? There's not, some people talk about black magic and stuff. And I'm just like, ah, that's not helpful. It's not useful. It's yeah. not useful. There's no good in that. Mm-hmm. Fifth rule of wizardry. And I think probably the most important rule of wizardry. Mm-hmm. Mind what people do, not what they say. For deeds will betray a lie. I love it because it's true. If somebody says one thing and then does another, what the hell is really going on? Mm-hmm. So these are the rules of wizardry, and I've I quite enjoy them. But I think that they're called this because a lot of times when people are peering through the veil or starting on a journey, they feel like it's magic. There's something really miraculous happening, and it's unexplainable. And wizardry is like, well, if you want to be a whiz, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not a, it's not some doctrine. No, 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 no. There's just some rules and they help people to break the spell. Mm -hmm. That's the fun part about the rules of wizardry. Get that spell off of you. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that leads to these pitfalls, Mm -hmm. time mobs, mind viruses, all this sort of stuff. Wow. And then so, uh, and that can get pretty far out too. Oh yeah. It can get really really intense and people end up on the most incredible journeys as long as they trust the process mm-hmm. it's really something and and you can't mess with the universe right the universe will mess with you you have, like what's that saying you want to make god laugh make mm-hmm. plans right yeah and, you know murphy's law kicks in these mm-hmm. sorts of things and it seems unexplainable i think that's why they talk about magic mm-hmm. i have my own perception <laughs> but uh yeah. Do we want to go into that? I think we'll save that for another episode. I, I think there is. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. So uh, we've looked at a whole bunch of the different challenges. We've looked at personal challenges, spiritual, perceptual growth issues, how to do what's never been done, becoming the cartographer of your own journey, being told or feeling that your heart's path is impossible, right? The attacks that can come against a person. People might say that your ideas are irrelevant or they don't care or they don't pay any attention or they're just downright degrading or mean towards you, right? Some people might refuse to accept the facts that you give them along the way because you've been down some of these rabbit holes and you come back with stuff on your journey and you've got some great details and they go, nope, don't challenge my worldview. Mm -hmm. But you love them and you want to help them. 
Most often that's what mm-hmm. it is. Or you just come out. Some people get mad. That's another trap. That's yeah. another time. I'm getting mad. Look at this stuff. But everything still looks the same in the world. And it doesn't matter if it's falling apart. Because it still looks the same. And I can still go to the grocery store and the gas station still open. And the schools are still there. And the hospital's still there. Even though we see it falling apart. People put the blinders on. So don't fall back into old patterns. Don't let those doubts throw you off. Mm-hmm. Those are huge challenges. And part of it too is like you were saying, Danny, about being compassionate towards a lot of these people who we love, who sometimes we can't help them to get woke, right? Well, yeah, and it's not, that's, there's no purpose in that. No, that's, we don't want to spiritually bypass the process by going on an ego trip and yeah, saying we're woke. Oh, I'm going to wake my friends. Oh, no, wake my friends up. It's crazy. Yeah. Sometimes we have to deal with grief and loss, mm. not just around other people, but in our own lives, because our own lives can change so much in that process. Mm-hmm. And that is incredibly difficult. We have to learn to let go and move on mm-hmm. in ourselves and the reality around us doesn't actually change that much. No, yeah, and it's it's you have to do it for yourself. You can't. It's everybody a, has to do it for themselves. I've learned this <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not an easy journey at all. It's one of the big saving graces in this whole thing is likely the willingness to grow through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that's one of the things that has saved me along the way so much i don't deny my experience i say yes these things happened yes they're not what i wanted perhaps or they are not explainable in in a way that's rational to my mind i've had to go through grief i've had to go through loss i've had to accept something that i can't control i've had to accept things that are completely outside of my ability to understand and i want to know i want to understand Mm -hmm. But that turns into a rabbit hole that I might not get out of, mm-hmm. right? So I have to be willing to continue to grow through it. I have to trust the process because honestly, sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. But that brings me to stick to <laughs> With a little bit of intuition and some good guttural fortitude, we get some stick to So don't give up when adapting. And don't give up because you're disappointed. You've got to stick to your process and you got to find support and help and be positive. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of negative stuff in the world, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of negative stuff. And, you know, one of the ones that I really like is J.P. Sears because he just makes fun of them all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's yeah, no, great. It's yeah. You know, that's hilarious. And we, we're pretty good at that, too. Comedy. Yeah. Comedy. George Carlin, all these guys. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. And, you know, that's it. Guttural fortitude. Knowing that you're building your path, Mm -hmm. knowing that you're walking your path and having that shoulders back, head high, keep going, look death in the eye, know that it's an illusion and break through those barriers in yourself. Yeah. And then for women, I mean, I put this in here because it's not necessarily my experience at all. Mm. It's more of an embodiment and Mm. like a surrender into you are embodying and like being okay with, with it. Yeah. Just being okay with it. Right. And, and just trying to remember that, like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Like, that's that's more the, I think, my my interpretation of it. Because I, I literally can't. I've, I have done that guttural fortitude and building, and it's not, it doesn't work. No, it's different for it, men and it women, It really too. doesn't work. Like, I mean, it, it, there's, there's that in it. But if you just do that as a woman, it's like, well, you've lost 
that's the heroine's journey. The heroine's journey. <laughs> and I have done that one and I have come back and I'm like, yes. no, it's embodiment. Well, and that's a great point to make too. That these things do work to a certain, you do have to ever, think everybody, what do you think? When men and women have to have some stick to it. Mm-hmm. Can't give up on ourselves. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a problem. Universal. That's pretty universal. That's life. I mean, because if you don't, if if any kind of a life form doesn't grow and continue, it, it's giving up, mm-hmm. and that's death. And then we have manifestations of that in disease. It's a disease. It's a yes. disease. You have a disease because there's some aspect that's not integrated, and, it's not at ease. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing: having that stick to itiveness, having that guttural fortitude, but also affording yourself the time to go through that grief process. Mm-hmm whatever it might be to accept something right and and the difficult part the thing that actually happens like in the end of the rules of wizardry the deeds will betray a lie we have to do the hardest thing which isn't just to change the way we think about something but we have to change our patterns of behavior Mm -hmm. and that is personal growth Mm -hmm. that's very difficult it's the hardest thing try changing your diet Mm -hmm. try quitting smoking try defeating your own shortcomings what mm-hmm. your own weaker natures it's very difficult mm-hmm. it's very very difficult but there's great reward in doing it as well right and i suppose that is then the embodiment of it to a degree mm-hmm. the embodiment of it is it's real mm-hmm. good or bad like feel good or feel not good that's embodiment Right. And we right. can't bypass that by just feeling exactly. good. Or you want to feel good, that's the bypassing. But the reality is that it's an embodiment. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to embody who you are and yeah. what you're doing, then yeah. you end up walking and it's like fire. It's like fire. Really. Yeah. And some people get addicted to, uh, say, depression, not just feeling good, but the mm-hmm. opposite as well. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And we have to find that way through mm-hmm. that fire. It's a very difficult one. But then we learn how to live joyfully, mm-hmm. even with the changes. Let's play. How do we get through that stuff? Yeah, we learn to play. Mm-hmm. We learn to have fun. We learn that that's where we grow. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, it gets us back in touch with our inner child, I think, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because what are kids doing? They're growing. Mm-hmm. And all they do is play. Everything's they're a game. It. Yeah, they're in it. Everything's a game. Yeah. And sometimes parents get so frustrated at their kids because their kids playing a game. Mm-hmm. Like, grow up, take it seriously, get a job. It's a game. Yeah, if you don't know what to do with your life, go join the military. It's like, whoa, man. And why do we play? Why do we play, Danny? Test. We're testing things. Testing. 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 And then once you've played it out, Hmm? you've played it out enough, then you can say, okay, Mm -hmm. this is how it's done. I heard a good one. Why do kids play tag? Why? They're learning to hunt. Mm hmm. Exactly. That's what I mean. You're testing, you're testing, it. you're testing this, you're testing this, you're building the skills, you're trying it out. And then eventually you turn the switch on Absolutely. and it goes. Yeah. And it goes, we learn lessons along the way mm-hmm. and then we remember those lessons mm-hmm. and we take those cues and clues and all this sort of stuff. And then we can avoid the traps. We don't have to learn those lessons over mm-hmm. and over again. Yep. How many rabbit holes do you think you've been down in your life? Oh, lots. God, me too. So tons, many. Tons, tons, tons. Get out the anytime, hat. No, well, and it's not even that. I'm like, anytime <laughs> I find a thing, um, anytime I've seen some glimpse of some reality and then I've gone into it to try to see what it really is 
after the attacks and the time mobs, I end up in a rabbit hole and I come, I'm like, wow, I just discovered like this massive um, corruption in this particular organization because I had to go down the rabbit hole and I'll go until I, oh, I'm at the bottom. I found it. Yeah, you got to find it. Like, I'm like, this is it. And then I'll bring it back. And people are like, well, who cares? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I just did all of that. And then you can get caught in the spiritual bypassing of it. People trying to bring it back to somebody with their blinders. It doesn't matter. I need a miracle. But anyways, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it is for me. It's like going and finding that. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I think people do do it. I think that's where the conspiracy theorists or whatever but like sometimes there actually is a conspiracy. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there is. Well, and that's the thing. Like my lawyer was saying yeah. the other day, yeah. this is just like Watergate. You're like, oh, it's literally a conspiracy to convict a innocent man. Innocent man. Yeah. It's like Watergate. And he says, it's not up to you to figure this out. Mm-mm. It's up to the people involved to figure out not what's happening over there or over there, but what's happening right in front of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that once that Watergate goes. Oh, yeah. It's. And like we like literally, that's happening. Mm-hmm. That's happening. We we are watching that happen in my own life, and that's a bit of a rabbit hole. And it can turn into a time mob. And you know, from my own personal experience, I would say that it takes away from my joy, mm-hmm. and it has, and it's taken away from all kinds of things in my life mm-hmm. that are very productive and feel good and do good things for the world and are not frivolous. Mm-hmm. And have lasting meaning. And other people have come to me because they need some of that meaning too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, it's in you. Mm -hmm. And it gets empowerment. Mm -hmm. We empower other people by continuing that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were just alerting people to the fact that they have power. (laughs) We're alerting them to the fact (laughs) that. That's very. uh, Empowerment is a little bit of that bypassing thing. Because it's like, oh, you want to be empowered? Come over here. And they're like, oh. It's a trap. You literally have to just pull the rug out and be like, you have power, figure it out. Or like you don't, you have power in yourself. We can only ever undermine ourselves. Yeah. But these things are traps along the way. Yeah. People poo poo in your ideas. And oh, so yeah. don't let that. If you can stand up to the hardest attacks, the hardest assaults mm-hmm. or the most demeaning or belittling or degrading yeah. things and see, or see the largest time mob or see the biggest time mob. Yeah. Or the deepest, or the deepest hole. rabbit hole. Then you know you're like getting to the end of it. You're like, all right, mm-hmm. I might actually come back with something. Well, that's part of the hero's <laughs> journey too, the monomyth. Yeah, I might that. actually come back with something. If you didn't do any of those things, well, you're never going to, there's nothing to bring back and there's nothing to. Right. And as you're going down the rabbit hole, you have to remember what you're getting down there for so that you can bring it back. Yeah. Because otherwise it can just turn into a hamster wheel of a thing. Oh, yeah. Why am I in here? You'll end up at the bottom there? of some hole yelling at some people who are up above being like, they're like, do you want some help? And you're like, duh. Ah, I listen. Even here. Listen, come down. Here. It's listen. weird. Yeah, it's really quite something. Oh, wow. That's that's really something. Yeah. Well, I think just to kind of bring the whole concept back in, we've done a pretty good job. Because <laughs> it's really something. Don't fall off your path. Mm-hmm. Don't let your friends fall off their paths. Encourage people. Mm-hmm. Cheer leadership. Cheer leadership. Mm-hmm. Let them know that the power is within them and it's always been there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a very, very important thing. Don't mm-hmm. give up on yourself. What was something I said earlier today, Danny? I said, um, I gave up on myself at points mm-hmm. and I didn't have any faith in myself, but I had faith in other people who had faith in me. Right. I didn't believe in me, mm-hmm. but I believed that they did. Mm-hmm. Maybe they saw something that I didn't. And 
those are darker times. Mm-hmm. And we all go through it. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't? Oh, yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah. So there's always light at the end of every tunnel. And we have these things. I've, I've firmly come to believe that if you believe something, if you know something, if you, if you got to figure it out, you're going to realize that either you've been lied to and mm-hmm. it's that social consciousness. It's that, you know, you use the rules of wizardry to break that crack right. out of that. Yeah. Realize that you believed a lie. Right. That's very hard. That's there's grief in that. Mm-hmm. Or you realize that what you're onto is true. And you start looking at those confirmations and those clues that led you into it. And you realize that it's true. You can't be too fantasyful though. Cause you got to take the good and the bad. Oh yeah. Well, otherwise you'll end up in a, you could miss the, you could miss the point where you realize it's a lie. Exactly. <laughs> How far into a lie does somebody go? Right. Is that a hamster wheel? Well, that's cults. Oh, it can be. Yeah, Absolutely. Brainwashing. Very, very, very culty. Right. People get yeah. fixed on a singular. They put blinders on. They don't want to know anything else. I found a comfortable spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Is that a trap? Does somebody get stuck in a pitfall? Come into this illusion. It's so comfortable. You'll feel great. You'll never want out. Mm-hmm. Is that it? That's a cult. Yeah, is that alcohol? Is that alcoholism? <laughs> it's all of those things. Yeah, it's a trap. It's a trap, mm-hmm. right? It's fascinating. It's a cult. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it could be a cult. Could be at your local pub, mm-hmm. but it could also not be. I I know some pubs that are great centers of culture and entertainment. Oh yeah, I mean, cults can be cult. cult I mean, cultures culture. can be right in the culture. Yeah. There's no way to right? generally blanket statement anything. No, 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 no. Because it's in the people. Yeah, it's just in what's happening. Yeah. It's in what's happening. Yeah. So. Heavy stuff. It is. It's legit. So mm-hmm. don't fall into it. It's definitely something that gets far too many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And like, don't be like, oh, I can't go down that rabbit hole. Don't be afraid of it. It's like, well, if you have to go in there, do you it. have to go in there. Yeah. Hope, like diligent. make sure you have people to pull you out or like, yeah, you know what I, or you know why you're going down there. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't get stuck down there. I've, I've got some good friends or like, allies i would call them that i'm like you are so far in this rabbit hole that like i don't even know what language you're speaking anymore oh sometimes it just gets ridiculous and then they're like they're like belittling and badgering me and i'm like no no i i, I told you i'm not coming they down get on there. like a superiority complex almost it's odd i'm like i, I have no reason to go down there right. i want you to come back and share with me all of all of the stuff you've found and then like let's apply it in the world absolutely it's it's really quite something yeah. <laughs> it really is quite something isn't it <laughs> yeah wow. They'll come out. Oh, yeah, inevitably. Mm-hmm. I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for listening. Check the comments below. It'll lead you to probably an article that has the rules of wizardry in it if mm-hmm. you want to know more. Check the Village Voice for updates as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Love it that everybody's listening to Cameo Radio. Thanks for coming today, Danny. An interesting episode of the New Renaissance. Absolutely. So don't forget to stay tuned get to. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm.